Hello there, and welcome to our podcast, Conversations in Noosa. My name is John Caruso, and our podcast is now available on all of your favourite podcast platforms, including Spotify. Ali Shield is a young musician with big dreams. Influenced by the music she heard growing up in her house when she was a kid, she created vision boards of where she wanted to go with plans on how she was going to get there. If you're a young musician starting out, or maybe your kids are, Ali talks to us about self-funding her first EP and music video clip, songwriting workshops, performing live, getting your music on digital platforms, and heading to Nashville to make connections. We started the podcast by talking about when her passion for music was ignited. It actually, I um, always wrote. So I always wrote poetry and poems and different things like that. When I was 16, I started learning guitar and all my poems and things I wrote, I decided to turn into songs. So music, I've always been influenced by music. I grew up on country music. Um, but I never thought that I could be a singer or anything. I wasn't like someone who was a naturally good singer. I just sort of, um, yeah, I always love writing. So songwriting probably started my music career really and that's where I went from. Yeah, that's where I went with it. When you talk about uh, influences in country music, what kind of country music are we talking about? I grew up with um, the Highwaymen and all the that's American kinda, country and that's rock country. old school yeah, stuff. Yeah, all it? the old school stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Was it your parents or your dad or someone like yeah, that? Yeah, my mum and my and her mum are big country music fans. Um, dad's more Eagles and Neil Young, and um, they influenced me too. Yeah, so I guess that's where I came from. I um, consider my music country music, but I think it's probably more than that as well. I think it's, um, I don't know, I don't know if we genre everyone now. It's sort of you can kind of mix your own, um, your brand can be a bit of everything and I feel like that's what my music is. It's not just country, it's a little bit of everything. But, yeah, I grew up with all those guys and then today my influences probably range from Ed Sheeran to, you know, country stars in America like Kip Moore and then guys here like Shane Nicholson and all different variety. You talk about um, that you picked up the guitar when you were 16, but you started writing long before that. Yeah. Uh, How old were you when you put pen to paper? Um, I used to write stuff when I was about nine and younger. And um, I used to bring it to my mum and dad and read it to them. And just like, I don't know, my mum's a good writer. And I wrote things like um, like little poems and things. And my nana passed away when I was nine. I think that started me writing things. It was like a release for me. That was where I used to send everything. I used to let it all out on paper. And, um, yeah, and that's where I started. <laughs> Can you remember some of the other things you used to write about at the age of nine? Yeah, I used to, oh, like everything, I think. I just used to write um, about I used to love writing about, yeah, Nana or um, everything from my pet cat that I had at the time to anything. I just, yeah. (laughs) Tell me about where you grew up. I grew up uh, here in the sunny coast in Mark Cooler. Um, I have, I'm one of seven siblings. That's a big family. Yeah, immediate crowd when I started playing music. (laughs) I had straight away a good fan club to listen. What's it like growing up with, um, you know, six other siblings? I loved it. So it was really good. My eldest sibling, I'm 22 and my eldest sibling... Um, is forty is in his forties, so there's oh, wow, a big age gap. Big gap. And um, I'm the second youngest, and yeah, we're really really close. 
and I love it. I loved having family. There was always someone to babysit or always someone to, you know, hang out with. If you were fighting with one sibling, you, we all got along really well though. I've got an older, there's three boys and three girls. So, um, sorry, three boys and four girls. We lost a little girl to, um, cot death just before I was born. Um, so that was in a lot of my poems when I was little. Um, so she passed away just before I was born, Jessie. And um, some of my favourite songs have been inspired by Jessie and what a positive influence I think that had on our family because we always talk about Jessie because she's always been a part of our family. Um, So she's never been a sad thing that anyone's been too scared to bring up because we always wanted her to be a member of our family and, um, and, yeah, part of our family. So she's always been something really nice that we've been lucky enough to be gifted with a short amount of time with her. And my parents had a really um, encouraging and positive way of keeping Jessie in our lives, I think, by always talking about her as, you know, as though we still, you know, yeah. we didn't want her to be something. It doesn't always end up that way, though, does it? What, what do you think, is, is it the attitude of your mum and dad, I suppose, that kind of keep that in, in such a positive light and keep yeah. the memory alive in that in that way? I have to Definitely, think, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people can learn from that because a yeah. lot of people, you know, relationships break apart when things like that happen. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, mum and dad always wanted, um, like they've always spoken about Jessie and she's been a part of our lives in that, you know, whenever we, one of my songs I wrote was for Jessie and um, it was about how whenever I've gone through a tough time, mum would say, um, just pray to Jessie, ask Jessie to help you through this and she'll be there with you. And she did. She always was who I would help, you know, who would help me through different dark times in my life. And I used to, yeah, ask Jessie for help. And that was a big thing that we were lucky enough to have an angel up there who looked over us and got us through tough times. And I don't know, like it's always a hard thing. And and I wasn't around when Jessie passed away because it was just before I was born. Um, but I was lucky enough to, yeah, hear about it all the time. And, um, we just, yeah, we, we look at it like we were lucky enough to be gifted with that amount of time with her. Is religion and prayer an important aspect of your family? Not really. No, like we, we're not not overly religious. No, not at all. Um, we're not, we don't go to church every Sunday (laughs) or anything. Um, but I think it was just having, losing Jesse made it made we needed you need something to believe in when stuff like that happens and we believed in jesse i guess did your um, mum and or dad come Mm. from big families uh not really no um dad's one of three and mum's one of four i think five (laughs) (laughs) you know it's funny listening to you is you know you've got big families though when you're counting up like your siblings before i know you get them mixed up (laughs) We used to dad saying, hey, Zach, Nick, Ali, Jordy, <laughs> forgetting our names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who it is. Yeah. What did your uh, mum and dad do for a living? Like where, what were the surrounds that you – was yeah. it property? Was it – where did you grow no, up? No, we um, live right across the road from the beach um, in Mark Cooler um, in a big house there. Um, they came from Brizzy originally and moved up to the coast and dad's always been a concreter and um, for a long time anyway and um, mum's usually been a stay-at-home mum but then towards the later years she's worked as well 
Um, but yeah, yeah. I have a soft spot for Mark Cooler when I moved up from Melbourne in 2000. That was where I lived. Yeah, Petrie yeah. Ave, just down from the surf oh, club. Oh, you're not far from me then. Opposite Felix Parry Park. <laughs> I'm very close. Well, I remember I, I um, was to meet the real estate agent there to look through the unit 18 years ago. And I was a little bit early and I walked down to the beach, or very near to the, the surf club. And I looked left and right and there's so much amazing beach there. Yeah, but it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I just fell in love with it. Yeah. So I ended up living there for about four years. Your parents both encouraging of your music and the creative side, yeah. or are they the kind of parents that are a bit protective and say, well, you want, you want to kind of get some study kind of locked yeah. away? And where, where's that at with you? In the beginning, I remember sort of tentatively saying, I'd really like to chase this mum and she'd be like yeah you know you could you know like that would you know if that's what you want to do and they were always encouraging and then I think as I got better as well but they were they've always been really encouraging like they I could not they're so supportive um and everywhere I go or different things I've done people constantly say, wow, your parents are so supportive of you. Like um, they've, they well, just Well, what are they expecting? Everything. Are they expecting them to be quite conservative yeah. and to go, you, you need, I don't know, Mum would a degree do. under your belt or do. something? Yeah, they do anything and everything that they possibly could. You know, if I've um, – mum constantly shares and puts photos up and promotes me and when I've had um, – one of my songs was on uh, Fox on the Country Music Channel on Foxtel. We did a video clip and got it on there. And um, when I did the clip, um, they I sent it off to them and said, "Oh, you know, I'd love if you could put my new song on." And because I'm like an unknown art, like nobody's heard it, they're like, "Look, we could probably put it on for a week, but we can't keep it on much longer because it's, you know." Nobody knows you. and um, But anyway, we got it on there and um, you can vote to request songs on there. And I was like to mum, we just need to like vote. So <laughs> mum messaged everybody in her whole Facebook contact list and said, please vote for Ali, please vote for Ali and sent them all the links. And dad did the same. He's not as tech savvy, but he would ask everyone he met at work, can can you vote for my daughter on? And um, the song stayed on there for a couple months. So it worked. Power <laughs> but to they the people. So, and mum's like, like, I don't care if my friends, you know, if they're over me. I'm just proud of my – and that's what they're like. They're, she's so proud of, and, um, yeah, very lucky. <laughs> Tell me about making a video clip. What's yeah. the toughest part? Are you kind of self-conscious? Are you what, – what do you think yeah. and feel when you're – the, and how many have you made? I've only done one. That, so I've done one. an EP um, called The Lounge Room Session, which was called that because we started, my music started in the lounge room and it was just what I played to mum and dad. That's where I showed them my poems and everything. So it's what it evolved to. Um, and then from that, I filmed a music video for my song City of Dreams with a company called The Filmery who do a lot of the country music video clips now. They do, sort of have... They do most of them, and they were incredible. Um, we got up the hardest thing. We got up really early, so I drove, flew down to Sydney with my dad because he um, wanted to come with me and the, help out. This is to, to film support. the clip. Yeah, to film the right. clip. Yep. So where was it set in Sydney? Um, it was actually in on the Central Coast near Gosford. We filmed it um, around Gosford, so I did went you have a like a location scout, someone that went? No, that's yeah, where they were that incredible. So I sent them my whole EP and was like, "What do you, you know, what are your ideas?" And they said, "Look, we think this song for these reasons and whatever." So we went with that song, and then on, they said, "What ideas do you have?" And I 
didn't have a heap and they came back with this whole plan and then I said, look, I'd love to do this, this. So you, you work back and forth with them and then um, they once I got down there, they sent me um, like a schedule for the day. So they were to pick me up at 4 a.m. and I was like, oh, my gosh, because <laughs> that's 3 a.m. in Sydney, our time, because yeah. it was <laughs> daylight savings. And um, they picked me up straight away. We went and did hair and makeup for a few hours. Then I had a hair and makeup artist follow me around all day and do that. Um, we went to all different locations that they'd scouted out previously. They'd organised a lounge chair, an old-style lounge chair that matched the one I had on my EP cover because I'd talked about including that. And um, we had that in a big field. Um, and we, yeah, the hardest, it was um, It was so much fun. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I know some people I've spoken to who've done clips say, no, they don't enjoy doing it, but I did love, I think they just made it so fun. Um you do sing the same song for 500 times a day. Sing it or mime it. What, what's the Sing it. You actually so, sing it. If you mime it, they said it looks like you're miming it. So you, <laughs> they play like a little, they had a little speaker playing my song over and over and over again. And you sing and over I the top along of it. To it. Along to it yeah. And play guitar over the top of it too. So yeah. fake play guitar over the top of it too. Um, and just over and over and over. And Dad came. He didn't see the full. He wasn't there all day, but he came for the end. And he's like, "Oh my god, I think I know that song." Like <laughs> back to front. Now. How long did it take? All day. All day. Into, yeah. Into so we probably night. started at. Um, well, we started you said four yeah, o'clock, four, and we didn't finish till about six o'clock. So yeah, it was a long day. <laughs> I want to talk, Ali. I want to talk about the the mechanics of yeah. of the business. Yep. Because we're in an age, even with this podcast, anyone can create content. Yep. Kids can make music in their bedroom and get a clip up on YouTube. Yeah. So the EP that you're talking about, like mm. how does that work? Was it self-funded? Did you did you have a label that was interested in signing you and giving you like a cash advance to record that and no, pay so for the was, clip? Um, talk, talk about your, your, yeah, your about getting your music out there, I suppose. Yeah, so I began, um, I'd recorded a little demo a couple of years ago when I'd just started out with um, a man named Benji Pocock. Benji Pocock in Pomona at his studio. So this is a little home studio. Um, yeah, he's quite um, well established in the country music industry um, and records for a fair few artists. And he, which I didn't know at the time, but I came back to him and said, oh, I want to record a demo that I can um, get some gigs with because I'm not getting any gigs. I want to get more gigs around the Sunshine Coast and Brisbane or wherever. Um, so I went to him to do that and he um we we did the first song and he said no this can't be just a demo we've got to make this an EP so he was the one who really pushed me and got me going he's done heaps for me in it all um so we I recorded with him um and, and when you walked into that studio you and other musicians no just me on my own Benji just- can play most instrument he um so I played the song on guitar he relearned it on guitar in the spot and then played it again recorded him playing it and then he'd say let's add electric let's add electric guitar let's add banjo let's add and then uh for a couple of the songs he was like I think we need um strings in this like violins and stuff so he contacted a friend in Nashville who recorded in his studio the strings and I paid for him to add the strings onto my song. So we had strings, violins, I think we had two violas in one song and the other one had two violas, a cello and maybe a bass. Um, So he added all of that in on top of it and Benji um, recorded the whole 
EP. It's got one cover song in it and five originals. We just couldn't get rid of that or four originals. Can't even remember now. We couldn't. Um, the cover song came out really good. It was an Ed Sheeran song, and we just couldn't let it go. So we thought, no, we'll just add it on as a bonus track. Um, we recorded it all. It was mastered down in Sydney with Jeff McCormack. Um, who did all the mastering on it. And, um, yeah, from there I sort of was, like, contacting Benji all the time saying, I'm a bit lost, like, what do I do now? Like, yeah. I've got this CD. What next? What's, what do you do next? Well, well, do you mind if we step through that process? Because yeah. I think there's a lot of people who have the, have the same dream, and yeah. I don't mean to pry, but is that an expensive process? You're talking about recording strings in Nashville. Yeah. Like, how much? The you- strings in Nashville, um, I think... I couldn't probably tell you, I can't remember now, but it might have been, I don't think it was more than 500 in total to get them on. So it all is. It and was, out of your own pocket or yeah, your mum and dad's pocket? To- out of, yeah, my own pocket. Like it was, um, it was like a hobby for me as well. You know, like it, I love doing it. So it's not like I'm paying for a job that I don't, you know, it's not going nowhere. I love doing it. So mum and dad helped out as much as they could. Um, which was a lot, and um, when they could. And we, yeah, we put it all together. So I'm pretty, yeah, grateful to everyone. Yeah. I've been, had so much support with it. But um, yeah. Like I said, I don't mean to pry, but I think yeah. there's a lot of people that, that kind of go, oh, I want to do that, I want to record something, mm. and then, you know, but, but how am I going to fund it? So this is all self-funded. And yeah. then whose idea was it, you know, well, I know why, but whose yeah. idea was it then, well, we need a clip now yeah. so we can promote that song. Well, I showed it to – I did it all with, yeah, as I said, Benji, and he was like, I think you really need to do a video clip, you know, and get it out there. And I was like, okay, who do I do that through? <laughs> and Benji said, look, there's a, I don't know anyone on the coast. I don't know anyone even in Brisbane. He said, I know – or I think he knew someone in Brisbane. He said, I know a few guys in Sydney, but he's like, the best of the best is if you go through the filmery. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, I don't know what their costing's like, but I think they would be the best. And um, so I, yeah, messaged them and um, went through them and they were, yeah, I'm so glad I did that. I managed to get it on, yeah, the Country Music Channel and there's a Country Music World as well. It went on there and it had – found itself yeah I was so lucky to go through them there was a lot to it that I didn't know like when writing when doing the CD like you were talking about a lot of um like actually getting the CDs and Jeff McCormack and Benji between them and then I just did a heap of research about distributing it digitally because that's the world we're in now yeah yeah, and I I want to talk about that as well so you're still independent you've got this EP again I'm I'm guessing that you had to self-fund the 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 video clip as well coming back to this thing about you know any kid can record a piece of music in his bedroom on a laptop and get it out there but it's about cutting through what's the next step with like promoting it and then landing are you on a digital platform like apple music or spotify you are yeah yeah how does that happen so um you go through a distribution company um and i looked into there's heaps of them um and I found one, um, I went through TuneCore, but there's like CD Baby, there's heaps of them. I even just found blogs about which one to use and there's pros and cons for all of them depending on where you want it distributed to, um, whether you want them to take a commission from it or whether you want to pay a yearly fund for it. But basically you go through one of those companies and they distribute it for you um, to iTunes, Apple Music, Google Play, Um, Then they do Amazon where they can sell physical copies. So they distribute it to all of them. 
um, which were really helpful. Um, I recently went to a songwriters retreat though, and Elise Simmons, who's a singer um, from New South Wales, and she's a country singer, has actually created a business. Um, I think it's called, I have to look it up. I think it's called Tune Up, but her job, she helps young artists, which is fantastic, um, getting their stuff digitally distributed. Um, So I wish I had known about her then because she does that as well as getting it to the radio stations. So I'm going to work with her now um, to get all my songs out to the radio stations. But she was, yeah, she's set up a company because when you, and she said she did the same thing I did, like, it's sort of like walking into this new world. Like it's like, okay, so I've got my songs on this little USB or CD. Now what do I do? Like, yeah. you know, where do they go? So even going through um, getting the CDs made was like they're saying, okay, we need DDP copies of your songs. And I'm like, okay, what's that? You know, like <laughs> <laughs> what what do they mean? And um, so it's just like going and it's just I just ask questions like I think, I'd say to mum, I think these people are all sick of me. Like I'm always asking them questions and how to do things. But, um, yeah, everyone I've been with has been so helpful and supportive. Well, that's great. The, Ali, that's your recorded work there. Can yeah. I ask a question? Yeah. And you've got physical CDs. How would most people uh, have access to your music? Is it like are they get, are you getting the downloads on like those yeah. digital platforms? Yeah. yeah. So um, downloads is the – most popular one. So um, like you can look it up when you go on TuneCore and they'll tell you how many thousands of times it's been streamed or whatever, um, which you might get 15 cents for or, you know, 17 cents for each scream or, uh, stream, which yeah. I think is a lot less than that. I think it's, yeah. Wow. But, um, and how do you feel about that? Because I, I know there is a massive shift yeah. in the recording world. Yeah. And, and, you know, these, these platforms like Spotify and Apple Music and Pandora, we don't have Pandora anymore. But you read figures like Dean Lewis gets, you know, 150 million streams of one of his of, of his EP. Yeah. And you think, wow, but you just said like 15 cents a stream. Yeah, like that's- or less. Yeah, and it's I think it's even a lot less. But it's I, I think it's the way it is now, the industry is now. And um, it's... There's other ways, like artists make more money probably touring now and selling yeah. their stuff. Well, I want to get I want to get to that as well. Yeah, I guess that's the um, that's the one side of it. And you hear even heritage artists, and I guess you know when you, you talk about bands like the Eagles, yeah, um, they've got a massive back catalogue and they can still make royalties. People like Don Henley royalties from that. Yeah, um, but their bread and butter is is touring. So yeah. let's talk about your live performances yeah where do you perform are there enough venues on the coast do you do you yeah. find there's the support from from venues pubs and clubs yeah there is and I um I, I'm not doing as many as I'd like to be I want to get a lot more build up of it um I've been lucky enough for a lot of things to fall in my lap so far and I think I got caught up making the cd for ages and that sort of distracted me from doing a lot of the live venue stuff um like I've got Gimpy Muster and another festival this month and they've all um I've applied for or they've fallen in my lap so but I want to yeah there is I think there is um venues on the coast but I'm hoping to branch out from that as well. I think a lot of venues do use uh, booking agencies, I believe, too, which can make it tricky. You've then got to sort of go through a booking agency or sort of work your way through it. What do you mean when you say you want to branch out from that? I'd love to tour with my music. So um, tour um, and I'm like travel to go places and, yeah. And how would that work? Would ideally you'd be looking for a support act? Um, I know a lot of artists, though, who, you know, even if they – 
Um, I was talking, I went to this songwriters retreat a few weeks ago down in New South Wales and met some awesome people there and it was great seeing how everyone else does you know, what they're doing. And um, a few people there were talking about how they'll have a wedding maybe four hours away that they'll drive to to play. And on the way, they will have planned before that, they'll call the local pub and say, okay, can I play at the pub Friday night? Can I play, you know, pub? So you create, you know, and they make it worth their while because it's not worth their while driving four hours to and from to play for a small gig but if they can build it up to be yeah so even just doing that sort of thing I think yeah I'm keen to find out more about the songwriting yes retreat yeah what, what did you learn so much it was for so someone good. that's been writing poetry for such a long time yeah it was um I'd never written with someone before so that was okay. a new experience you got to co-write there was eight um country artists there um or not all country that's probably a lie um but eight songwriters there who were all fairly well established I was writing with Shane Nicholson he's a producer and I think he's actually got his own record company now as well um, and a singer songwriter Um, and he was incredible to work with Um, it was just cool learning different tricks you know like we because you basically sit down and they go okay write a song together so you you both have different it's a funny thing like you both have different stories it's sort of hard to I've always written really personal stuff so it's different actually sitting there and even if you're showing someone personal stuff you then it's like you're opening up everything in your heart and saying okay you know (laughs) and then writing something from it he showed me different tricks of what he does when he gets like a bit of a writer's block and that sort of thing and that side of it was awesome what does he do um like freestyle writing so like he um we started off with that because we got stuck for ideas and he's like okay I'm gonna say a few words and you write everything about them and basically we created this song about a picture of my of my dad and because he said picture the oldest photograph you can imagine and then just write everything that you can think of about it so I've written all this stuff like comb over because dad had a comb over in it and black and white because it was a black and white photo and and a little boy from another time because that's what that picture uh, pictured in and he was like that's cool all right let's run with that so then we wrote this song about a little boy from another time and it was really cool really really cool experience and um we then played it that same night to everyone because every night of the songwriters retreat we had like a bit of an open mic where everyone would get up and play and it was just a really supportive crowd of people who all listened to everything you said and you'd walk off stage and someone would say oh I'd love to join you you know can we write a song together tomorrow and that's what the whole thing was yeah that really fascinates me the whole songwriting process I'm a big music lover and I've explored and read a lot of biographies from you know many different genres about songwriting yeah and some people approach it like I love Keith Richards, he says sometimes you just got to put the antenna up and you'll capture it. Yeah. And then there are other people that approach it like what you're explain um, from a very business like yeah work aspects. If you set yourself this time, like writing a book, I have to yeah. write x amount of pages a day. And I think that's what it's almost needs to be like, or what it can be like when it's um what it was like there anyway, because there's not often you have the opportunity where you told to go out and write a song for the day. And that's what it Only was. Only for that second album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you hear those stories. Everybody puts their heart and soul into the first album that took them 10, 15 years. Yeah. And then, you know, if you're lucky enough to get a record, recording, <laughs> okay, now you've got the second album, now write. Yeah. And it's like, well, how am I going to do that? And I'd, I'd never done that before because all my stuff was just written, um, yeah, it was just written like I'd suddenly have an idea and sit down yeah. and quickly write it all well, what, down. What best works for you? That probably Did works. you like that business-like approach to... Yeah, it was... Um, 
I did in that I just learnt so much from it. Um, and I think, um, yeah, it can be, it was cool to see, stretch yourself and try different things and, and jump out of that comfort zone um, because it's so easy to put off writing a song because you say, oh, the idea will come. You know, you know, like when I was writing for my EP, um, a few times I'd be like, I wasn't sort of planning it to be for the EP, but we had like four songs down and I needed another one and I'd go, oh, I'm sure something will come. You know, you never gave yourself a certain time to do it because you just thought, yeah. no, an idea will come. So what's the goal, Ali? Is the goal now for, even though, again, when we talk about, you know, the digital world, yeah. whether it's an EP or a long play, it kind of seems irrelevant, doesn't it? Yeah. But is is that what you want to do? You want to record a full body of yes. kind of an album's worth? I've got um, some new songs that I've written recently that I'm really, I think are at a level above what I've done before um, and I'd like to go into the recording process again knowing it better like last time um, Benji was the one who helped me help drive the whole thing because he knew what was happening and I feel like I know more now and I'd like to learn more and more and go into it this time with more of a direction of where I want everything to go and we're going over to I've surprised my mum with a trip to Nashville um she knows bring now. Nashville up shortly, <laughs> shortly. um so we're gonna go there in October wow. so we're really excited about that and I've got some co-writes organized um for while I'm there which will be awesome how does that happen so American writers Yes. Um, so I met a gentleman in um, Winton. I went to the festival in Winton and um, a friend of mine was playing there and he said, oh, you've got to meet Greg. He'll set up some, he knows everyone in Nashville. So I think music industry is so knowing people who know people who know people. And I've been in contact with him back and forth and he's in Nashville. I think he's leaving on Saturday again. But last time he was there, he um, organised a few people. He said, okay, send me, you know, a list of songs that you love, how they're written and who their, who their writers are and I'll look into it while I'm over there and find people like that who will be awesome to write with. So he organised all that for me, so that'd be awesome. <laughs> Is that the realisation for you in the, with, the, with the genre of music that you're interested in, that ultimately you have to, like Morgan Evans from Newcastle to Nashville, yeah. that, that you have to go to Nashville and maybe... Yeah, Live I'd love there. to. I'd love to. And I know um, there are like country artists over here. I think they're, um, I think Australian country music, I don't know, there's so. Um, I think it's like chalk and cheese. Yeah, there's a, such a variety in the country music now. And I think it is expanding and there is more artists coming up that are more that Nashville sound. And I um, I appreciate both. I love both. Um, I think when I went to Tamworth a few years ago, that brought back a bit of a love for some of the Australian writers. Um, I met people there who just wrote these songs and you listen to them and you go, why are they playing this in a pub in Tamworth? You know, <laughs> why don't they have heaps of people listening? They could write, they create these stories and songs that were just incredible. So that probably brought back my love for Australian music. But I've loved... Um, the, that American sound for a long time and that American country music sound. Um, the kind of people that succeed in, in the music business, mm. whether the entertain, any entertainment because it's a t- tough business, yeah. are the people that have, you know, the goals and they're written on the wall or above yeah. the bedroom, uh, you know, the bathroom mirror. Is, yeah. is this the kind of stuff that you do? Do you visualise every night, of, you know, that you're yeah. performing in front of tens of thousands of people? Yeah. Is this the kind of stuff? I, I um, yeah, I've done the dream dream boards. Are they? Are they? Oh, what are they? Vision boards. The vision boards. I did. I ha- oh, I think I still have a vision board, um, which has got Nashville on it, which Great. we're going to. So that's awesome. Um, and Gimpy Muster, which I'll play at. So that'll be cool. Um, 
I think I get lazy with really following up, following up, keeping the vision board up to date. But um, yeah, I just think I try and picture where I want to be and look at it backwards and say, okay, what steps do I need to How make to get, get there? there? You know, and what am I doing now that I should be doing if I, you know, and just yeah. it's taking small steps constantly or yeah. whatever step you can take to get there. <laughs> How many gigs would you do in a month? They're building up, but probably only three to four. So maybe one a weekend or more. I want to, yeah, I want to get a lot more happening. And is yeah. that with, with you, just you solo? With, with yeah, backing just band? solo. Yeah. Um, so I'm working, I'm going to work with a few friends to get more experience playing with people because I, that's something I haven't had an opportunity to do a lot of. I can't wait to do that it's always just been solo <laughs> yeah Ali I really appreciate you coming in and, and um, great insight into you know the music biz and from a startup perspective and somebody that's uh, that lives here on the on the sunny coast and and getting that word out there and good luck with the trip in uh, in Nashville That's, thank you that sounds yeah. really exciting yeah so appreciate your time thank, thank you. you thanks for having me Ali Shield was my guest today on Conversations in Noosa if you enjoyed the podcast please rate and review wherever you've been listening maybe it's been on Spotify or Apple Music or iTunes or Wooshka or Stitcher there is a place there for you to rate and review the podcast which I'd appreciate and share the link share the podcast about on your social media channels on Twitter and on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat if you like as well Remember, there are two fresh podcasts every week on our In Noosa Magazine website every Monday and Thursday. Keep coming back to check it out, innoosamagazine.com.au forward slash conversations.